0: hey light anglers today is january 17th martin luther king day happy martin luther king day hope y'all enjoyed your weekend and my name is jack welcome to your daily episode of the light angle If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next five to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here on The Light Angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show will help others, help us to better spread the light angle and the word of God. All right, let me get into it. So this actually, uh, this article was actually put out late last week, but I thought it was really interesting. There's some good... Uh, good facts in it, and uh, yeah, I wanted to share it. So uh, this is from AmericanMagazine.org, and the title is, Catholic Leaders Need to Start Listening to Those Who Have Left Religion Behind. And I think uh, you can just replace Catholic with Christian leaders, uh, because it's pretty applicable. So let me get into it. A Pew study released in December found that 29% of Americans are not affiliated with any religion which is up from 16% when Pew first asked the question in 2007. But there is not merely a shift in how people express religion publicly. The outlook for personal spirituality is similarly bleak. According to Pew, almost a third of U.S. adults report that they pray rarely or not at all. That's crazy. A third of Americans say they don't pray. Huh. Young people in particular have distanced themselves from religion. Another survey released by the Public Religion Research Institute last summer found that an even higher share of 18 to 29-year-olds, 36%, do not associate with a particular religion. Younger Catholics have also told one research team that they are now less willing to attend Mass than before the pandemic began. These, st- these statistics are no surprise. They confirm a long-standing pattern of secularization secularization sorry in the United States. Over the last half century, academics from various disciplines have written at length as they have attempted to explain this dramatic turn away from religion. Meanwhile, dismayed faith leaders and churchgoers alike have been left to ponder whether they are members of a dying species, of those who look to God for an understanding of the world. Depending on who is being asked, people have stopped going to church either because the liturgy is too stuffy and antiquated or because it is not as reverent as it used to be. The church has not done enough to listen to the faithful's concerns on LGBT, contraception and abortion issues, or it is already too accommodating on these fronts. The hierarchy either does not place enough emphasis on pastoral ministries or it does not pay enough heed to doctrine underlying all of this revelations of widespread sexual abuse and its cover-up by religious authorities have significantly dampened the religious practices of american catholics but just as often as certain catholics look to specific issues of the institutional church to account for increasing secularism others tend to explain it away by blaming it on the morality of non-believers themselves Some people do not go to church because they are lazy, while others believe it is because church teaching is antiquated. If it is laziness, there is no point in trying to welcome back wayward Catholics. There is no cure for sloth. Is that true? I don't think so. If it is outdated church teaching, the temptation is to say the church simply needs to get with the times and the lost shall be found. (laughs) Neither way of thinking offers much inspiration for the church's evangelical mission. But what if there is a different way to look at the decline of religious practice in the United States? Have the nuns consciously rejected religion or have religious institutions failed to involve them and respond to their needs? Do they lack belief in God or do they no longer see the church as representing the God they believe in? Has a mixture of all these factors gotten us to where we are today with both society and the church sharing some responsibility? The only way to find out is by asking, and the Catholic Church is attempting to do precisely that. Pope Francis announced that the meeting in 2023 of the Synod of Bishops, yeah, you heard that right, and they're going to get right on this next year, as the culmination of a three-year worldwide process would focus on finding ways to make the Church one that walks together, instead of one that follows the lead of a select few. The Pope is encouraging the church to envision itself more creatively as the body of Christ. The church should not be characterized by hierarchy exerting its power over the laity, he has urged, but by charitable dialogue among all bishops, priests, deacons, lay people, as well as with the wider world. Pope Francis has made it clear that the diocesan "Ah, phase of this synod should not be limited only to people who show up to mass every Sunday. Instead, the synod's preparatory document calls for listening, not only within the visible structures of the church, but also in encounters with people who are distant from the faith and with the poor and excluded. Oh, well, thanks Pope. Thanks for including the poor and excluded. (sighs) Sorry. To that end, All diocesan leaders coordinating the first phase of preparation from the synod of bishops should make a concerted effort to reach out to those people who are disaffiliated with the religion, especially lapsed or non-practicing Christians. Many dioceses have already set forth detailed plans to include marginalized groups in the synod, but these efforts ought not to be limited to a handful of local churches." Just as the church has much to learn from these lost sheep, it also has much to offer them in return. Engaging nuns in the synod offers a prime opportunity for evangelization, not through pros... Not through pros... Pros but by demonstrating accompaniment and dialogue and practice and by offering an example of how the church can live out its mission of helping the downtrodden and outcast. With a third of Americans estranged from organized religion, there is no time to lose. It is ultimately God's grace that can bring people back to the faith. Even so, all members of the church have a responsibility to do as much as as they can to bring God's people back to himself. And there is perhaps no better way to do this than through the current church wide synodal process. I would beg to differ. All right. So there's a lot of things I get from this one. And I think the most glaring is it seems as though, uh, their goal is to get more people involved, which is good. If it was just that, uh, that's, not what I'm hearing though. It seems as though they're focusing more on people pleasing. Hey, what can we do to get more people in the doors? It seems driven by more than something than creating disciples and followers of Christ. It seems as though it's driven by filling seats inside the churches, getting people to show up to mass or whatever denomination you are to show up on Sundays. And while that's a great start and that's good and all, um, the building isn't what's necessary, sharing the good news, sharing the word of God is what's necessary. Um, so I think we need to be very careful when we do this. Yes, leadership in every denomination and every church should have open communication with the congregation and they should be talking. There should be a lot of transparency between what happens, uh, within church structure. That should be open to everyone and there should be conversation. Hey, you know, not everyone likes singing hymnals and worshiping uh, to songs that were created two, three hundred years ago. I'm one of those people. That doesn't make me a bad Christian. That just means that there's something more that helps my relationship with God when I'm worshiping him. All right. Uh, That also doesn't mean, you know, the church is trying to people please. It means they're focusing on you know helping people with their relationship with christ which i think is the priority here that's what we should be doing right so i don't know there's a lot of uh i agree more people need to be reached we need to be doing more to bring uh people to christ but uh we just have to be mindful and careful about how we do that and uh, i also think that waiting until 2023 to have a meeting and a sit down is a little long maybe anyway what does the Bible tell us about people pleasing and how should we be careful? Well, it speaks directly to this. Galatians 1.10 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. There you go, folks. Maybe if we focus more on sharing scripture that directly relates to what's going on in the world today, that would be a great first step in bringing people into Christ. Hmm. No, I don't know. Pray with me, y'all. Father God, thank you for the undeserving grace you give each one of us daily. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to live, die, and rise again for each one of us. If our own sinful lives don't prove enough why Jesus is needed, your word surely makes the case of how man cannot come close to you without Jesus. I pray that we don't soften this message in hopes to bring people to you, but rather rest solely on your word and the good news of Christ. Let us not be a church of people pleasers, but instead the body of Christ who shines the light of the Holy Spirit to others and the world around us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, Light Anglers, that's it for today's episode, The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.